0: Hello everyone, it's Jonathan here. Before we get started, I need to make a correction. In this episode, I referred to my Kickstarter consultant. I use the pronouns he, him, however, they are non-binary and use the pronouns they, them. Thank you, enjoy the episode. Mm-hmm. Do you guys want right. to do an intro?
1: Oh, sure. yeah.
0: Oh, I don't remember what we do here. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's exactly
2: depends, the there, point. Depends yeah. on who's doing yeah. the intro. You're, you're wow. doing it right.
0: Yeah, all right. Welcome to the 108th episode of Flail Forward podcast. Uh, a bunch of amateur game designers well, getting together neat. to...
2: Well, I'm not sure we're there yet, are we?
0: no
1: i doubt it but uh i thought that yeah, I think I would, maybe like, for maybe, sure. maybe not interrupt the intro sorry we're <laughs> up to one to
3: it. i mean keep in mind this is par for the course we've already started the dumpster fire getting it nice
2: and toasty warm for winter yeah, Sorry, i, yeah. I, I just <laughs> definitely really i'm not keeping track <laughs> sorry.
0: jonathan and company here talking about i guess we're doing a postmortem pre, I don't, not a pre, what's a pre-mortem? Pre-mortem is a lay <laughs> <life> section, dude.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're going to talk about the Cut to the Chase Kickstarter. Maybe um, maybe I'll get into a little bit of why I decided to do a Kickstarter. Um, and, uh, and maybe we'll talk a little bit about what now for Cut to the Chase specifically, now that it's uh, been fulfilled. Um, yeah, so I'm Jonathan, and... Who else we got here? Catrice? Hi. Cavoir.
2: Hello. Sorry for interrupting.
0: <laughs> no problem. Rob? Hello. And Mark? Hello. All right. So for anyone who doesn't know, um, I kickstarted my game, Cut to the Chase, a small little Kickstarter. The initial goal was $1,500. Uh, topped out at somewhere around 2800 bucks. Canadian, so that's, like, about $30 American. <laughs> um, Be
3: fair, it's at least 33
0: Yeah, something like that. I mean, it changes day-to-day depending on the, it's on dinner. the price yeah. of oil. Yeah. Is, so yeah. Exactly. And yeah. that's all before tax, too. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah. before. before the GST. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, so Cut to the Chase is my first game that I completed. Uh, not the first one that I started, but the first game that I completed. And at some point, um, I just, it was called Escape. And I was just like, oh, I'm just going to go put this on uh, drive through And it's, no one bought it. I actually think like two people bought it. Um, <laughs> but I, one thing is I didn't want to do a um, pay-what-you-want or free version. Uh, I just decided that I did the work. It was going to be worth something, but apparently it was worth nothing because no one bought it. (laughs) Um, But through Twitter, I had an opportunity to put it in an anthology. I did a little more playtesting, a little more designing and editing, and that game turned into uh, Cut to the Chase. And um, after that, I think... I'm trying to remember the feeling of completion at that point and why I decided that I wanted it to be its own thing. Um, I guess I was always going to still release it as its own thing. Um, But I think I just, as a designer, wanted to go through the process. I wanted to know. I thought the game was good enough to, to go further, first of all. But I wanted to go through the process of the sort of game design route of uh creating it kickstarting it publishing it uh, which is very common although not the only way to get funding for uh indie rpg designers not even just indie like almost any designer uh, or publisher who's not um wizard of the coast basically
4: think mm-hmm.
0: like, even Paizo. Did they kickstart or fundraise somehow their, no, never mind. They're... I don't
1: think they did for second no. edition, but they have, I feel like they have done some things.
0: Yeah. They yeah. get wrong about that. But yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to go through that process because just new to it. I wanted to see how it happened. I wanted to succeed or fail at it and just learn. Um, and I thought that I could do that. Uh, reasonably with cut to the chase because it's relatively small uh yeah so that's when i just i i kind of thought i wanted to kickstart but at some point i thought that there's no way i'll kickstart because i don't have any community um so to speak and uh i so i s- decided to include a bunch of writers who would essentially lend their communities to me to help uh bring bring the game to life and so i did a lot of uh searching uh to get writers like get a a large diverse group of writers and so there's 15 writers plus myself who wrote scenarios for it and
5: just quite a team to manage
0: it was yeah and and um at some point at first i was going to i was always let's see I, I largely paid for no i completely paid for all the writers and so when i started hiring writers i was really committing myself to mm-hmm. doing the project um it was a, a you know about i don't know about a thousand bucks that i put into Canadian it or U.S. yeah no that's actually true it's hard for me to remember I mean, it was something in the neighborhood of fifty times uh, fifteen, yeah, so it would have been about a thousand well, okay it would have been seven fifty for um, writing u s and then uh, another couple hundred. it was it was very close. It was probably about twelve hundred dollars Canadian. Uh, including the uh, cover art that I got. Hmm. Um, yeah, and I I paid everyone what I thought was fair. I mean, I I didn't uh, strong arm anyone. I I asked them and I said, "This is what I'm offering." You
4: uh, totally only did.
0: One person you turned totally me down based did. on. Pardon?
3: <laughs> you strong armed me into accepting payment.
0: <laughs> oh, that's true. Yes, I did. <laughs> um i did do that and and one person turned me down they said it wasn't worth it and that's fine um it wasn't a little bit of money uh per word but it was such a small project that it was still like a fair amount of commitment for you know 50 bucks which is it depends on what headspace you're in um and how busy you are like i think cat whipped it up in literally 30 minutes or something like that uh, and that's, that's not per hour rate, uh, man. Yeah, it's not a knock. Uh, it's a It's a good scenario, and I don't know if it literally took you 30 minutes, but I told you and you sent it to me like the next day
3: Yeah, I think I <laughs> thought about it for most of the day The actual writing only took like 30 minutes or so because it wasn't a very large word count. It was just Figuring out what to write
0: mm-hmm. mm. Yeah, right so I offered something uh, that I thought was valuable to the people. But even then, I I went back on what I offered and I said um, $50 plus royalties um, because I just thought that if this actually funded, I would really be leaning on them. Uh, and so I thought that even though maybe the amount of writing wasn't necessarily worth royalties um i thought that the amount i was getting from them if it funded definitely would be mm. so that's the route i took and to be honest they've uh at this point they've everyone's gotten like about 250 in royalties so i'm, I'm not like giving them the world or anything right so
1: you have a canadian though or us no nope, that's us <laughs> oh hey so, right oh, off a drive-thru
0: Right nice. <laughs> <laughs> But so that was sort of the 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 beginning to the start of the Kickstarter. Uh, I also hired a uh, Kickstarter consultant. It was more to help me manage the day to day as it went. Uh, I had multiple podcasts lined up, uh, interviews, uh, um, game uh, actual plays, and then I had uh, a stream set up. and so, uh, and that was something also I in, I in the podcasts i I didn't uh, have to pay anything to be on them, but the stream I paid to get the streamer to to do it. And so that was more investment on my part. And uh, it put me the amount of money that I spent on advertising and and hiring the streamer has yet to been re- recuperated. Um, mm. That would be where I really dumped my money. And I can't say it wasn't worth it. Uh, it essentially paid back at probably like a one-to-one though. And so...
3: Out of curiosity, you had mentioned the Kickstarter consultant. Like, did you feel that it was valuable like what kind of effect was it like did they do useful stuff for you what kind of stuff like how expensive was it because yeah i don't so, know anything about
0: this. yeah so i would do more research into it um he was also one of the writers but i would do more research into it if i was doing it again he was um uh acceptable uh he did a good job and um but i didn't really know if i could have gotten more or what to expect or what i could ask of them and uh they did uh i know it was five percent and they essentially were my editor for the kickstarter they helped me with updates. Uh, I just run the updates past them. they checked the whole page out. They helped me determine uh, what numbers to offer everything at the and um, what to do as stretch goals potentially. Um, largely, I had the ideas all sort of rounded out myself, but it was just sort of a backup. And and also they sort of lend their own uh Community to the project, also.
5: Do you think as far as funding goes? Right. Hmm? Do you think it's something that you would do for your next project, or now that you've done the experience once you've kind of gained the skills that that person um, contributed?
0: If I did a project that was that I was planning to do for, let's say, less than a couple thousand dollars. I probably wouldn't do it again. Um, I The next project I do is gonna be about getting me paid. Right. Um, not about, but the if it comes to funding and, and selling and stuff like that, uh, the money is gonna come to me. And I think that I personally can handle a relatively small Kickstarter on my own uh yeah i just have to think about how the whole structure of it will be and i don't have like a good idea because i don't have um a project in the chamber that's i'm just going to pull the trigger on right away right but i'm going to be focusing on uh getting value out of it for myself okay which I, i think they did like don't get me wrong i think they did bring value But I think at this point, um, on a relatively small project, I wouldn't need that help. But if as a a bigger project, I might really feel more comfortable with that support.
3: Would you recommend um, it for somebody doing their first Kickstarter? What's that, Kat? Would you recommend it for somebody doing their first Kickstarter if they don't know what to do?
0: I'm sorry. You're really breaking up there. I'm not hearing you.
3: That's weird. Just a second.
1: Yeah, no, she's coming in fine for me. Yeah. That's probably my oh. end then.
3: Oh, okay. I tried rejoining anyway. Um, so would you recommend this for somebody doing their first Kickstarter, even if they're only doing a relatively small project just so that they know what to do for their later projects?
0: I think if failure means losing money. It's worth at least talking to some uh, Kickstarter consultants, find out what they can offer you. If you are in it for basically $0, then I wouldn't even bother. Um, uh, I would just, you know, do as much research as you can uh, and just try to go for it on your own. So. I just think they're a good, uh, a bit of an insurance policy, and also I think they can give you that extra kick. Like, maybe you could have funded a project on your own, but they might get you. It's it's a bit of an intangible, but I I do believe that they help. Uh, they can they either helping you with the work or they can potentially even bring in more followers or more uh, backers um definitely worth talking to no matter what your situation is though
4: hmm
1: did what 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 specific advice did they offer you after looking at the game did they say anything about like this did they give you any like tips as to be like "Mm, this might reach a bigger audience if x or this is you know, you're going to hit a wall at 5,000 no matter what happens, or, like, did they give you any, like, specifics or anything like that?
0: It was, uh, no, not really. Um, but we, we did things like um, uh, reward levels, and uh, they gave input uh, specifically on, like, okay, these are the reward levels I envision. And, and sometimes they were like, well, there's a few that were like, ah, I don't really think this one is worth it. Um, or you should have more. Like, it, it sort of, like, gets that balance, right? Because reward levels often mean extra work. And so they'll help you figure out that balance of, like, mm-hmm. is the extra work worth it? Um, and so I know that, for example, Mark and maybe, I know Mark... Did for sure, but I think some of the rest of you did also about offering some higher level rewards for just like whatever signed editions, or, um, you know, I'll talk, I'll call you on the phone or whatever. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'll Uh, I'll read
5: you a bedtime story. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I'll be under your bed later. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and I'll charge you a relatively exorbitant amount for the privilege. (laughs) Uh, And. And I pushed back against you guys saying that mm-hmm. I wasn't going to do that. And, and, um, and, and they talked me into that where it was just like, well, it, what, what are you going to lose? Or if you just make it, you know, almost so ridiculous that, mm-hmm. and, and just a, like completely limit the amount of work that you put into it um, for a large benefit. Mm-hmm. and. And then the people who decide to do that, its they're not getting value necessarily from the actual uh, reward, but they're getting value. I i believe, I have to believe that they're getting value from supporting me. Right. Uh, and knowing that they were a big help in, in bringing the project to life. Because mm-hmm. really, like, there was seven... Uh, seven six or seven fifty dollar backers
4: mm-hmm.
0: and um so that worked out to uh twenty percent of the goal mm-hmm. um yeah twenty percent
1: yeah that's that's a good chunk
0: yeah and so it when it was all said and done they were it was more like 11 or 12% because we went over the goal. But um, yeah, like it, it just takes that, that. It helps out a lot. Basically it helped out a lot mm-hmm. and it was not critical for me, I guess, but it was very helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it, it makes sense. Cause I think people
5: want to support, indie designers and if you don't even give i guess the opportunity for them to to be able yeah, to pledge like, more technically speaking, overwork-
2: you can write in but
5: <laughs> yeah you can always in, whatever like perceive
2: value or something it or just this is a neat thing, this is a neat thing for supporting then people are more likely to go for it exactly
4: yeah
3: One of the things i have learned about that is that you want to make it as easy as possible for people to support you so like if they have to write in a number they'll start thinking about it and they may not even yeah, it's, decide it's to do anything, at, anything at
2: all just go oh uh th- here's the thing that's says here's the button that says 20 dollars. okay i'll hit that button rather than no. uh, yeah
3: here's the button that says shut up and take my money yeah <laughs> and
0: for that for that matter there was something that i thought after the fact that maybe was missing. Now I don't have the right reward um, to to say what that was, but there was a, a like a thirty dollar, a twenty or thirty dollar reward level that was missing, because I would say like a dozen people gave over twenty dollars for a on the ten dollar reward.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, basically. <laughs> I'm not sure why your starter or manager didn't tell you about this. Maybe it's just because you didn't have anything to put there. But uh, tw- uh, 20, 30, $20 to $30 on a project is something that is like one of those points where people will pay for something that they're interested in. And that is the amount of money they're willing to invest in making sure it gets done. Like mm-hmm. it's one of those thresholds. Which is what.
0: Yeah. And, and I guess that was something, and I don't remember the exact talk. We did go over a lot of things. Um, but I really was very specific about what I I wanted it to be accessible price-wise um in the sense of I was thinking this is where I'm selling my product instead of going at it from the viewpoint of this is where I'm funding my pro- pro- my my project and I think maybe that was a mistake on my my end of things hmm.
5: Well, it's good to know to take forward into the next project, because like you said, Mm -hmm. this one's really just about kind of getting people to know you, um, getting your your feet wet in a way that doesn't cost you too much. And then Mm -hmm. this next project is really where you want to be very careful in how you want to manage things and everything. So it's a good structure, because I think most people that go into trying to create their own project put a lot of their attention focus and love into the one game that they want to make perfect and then it's hard for them to sort of bring it to kickstarter and have the same expectations that you set. where it's like i just want people to try this and let me know how it goes um i think a lot of people expect it to be amazing and well received and want i don't know the world from it so
4: Mm -hmm. right
5: I'm over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I'm sorry if anyone felt personally attacked by that. I was talking about no, myself. It's a different
2: approach, for sure. Yeah. Approach <laughs> I'm just, just going to throw choice.
1: thousands of dollars at this thing before
2: anybody looks at it. <laughs> terrifying. Uh, I was going to say, whereas my approach to game design is definitely a lot more means to an end or... This is a neat idea that I want to pursue, maybe if I ever get the time and inspiration to actually finish it. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, but your games are good enough to kickstart. I mean, some of your games are good enough to kickstart. I I, I just want to be fair
2: because I (laughs) wouldn't kickstart something that's half finished and doesn't, uh, it's missing. And I don't mean that.
0: Yeah, I don't mean that like, hey, you could just take it and kickstart it, but there's concepts
2: there. Yes, I I, I do think that if I was legitimately interested in uh, publishing things, I would have a very disparate design process And I would be, but there are base concepts that I have that I would definitely, that I do think that I could engineer into something that would be marketable if I, if that was what I wanted out of it at all. It's not, so. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And so, if you take like, um, like just to sort of like transfer what I did to what Rob is doing um a little bit if if I can sort of speculate, sure. like Rob has thrown thousands of dollars at his game, but he's also making a more substantial game. And so it's I, it's going to be a more substantial book. It's going to be a more substantial word count. There's a lot more to it. And so if he throws, say, five thousand or you know heaven forbid even ten thousand dollars into it i strongly suggest you don't but if you did uh realistically you'd be charging for a fifty dollar book and at least and so if you take that number and you just multiply it by my backer count
4: mm-hmm.
0: you would have uh i don't i'm blanking here five times as much so you'd have like sixty thousand no seventy five thousand mm-hmm. dollars um so it's a matter of convincing the same amount of people that your product is worth um 50 bucks and and getting that many people to consider it
4: yeah and And
0: i think you would largely take similar steps you know podcasts uh creating a community you know potentially streaming like i know you don't really stream but you have set up streaming for yourself so
1: yeah, I haven't yeah. streamed the game yet because it's not good yet. It's I'm still work the threads that I'm just stuck. <laughs> yeah, and
0: whatever like if we're not this isn't about creating no. the game. Um but presuming that at some point you have a game that you want to to get to the wider audience. Like I and just to throw like 200 backers is a lot of backers. Like it's not
3: nothing. No, I mean, so you had 200 people that were actually willing to pay money for this.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Admittedly, 200 people were willing to pay money for this on the caveat that there are certain contingencies that they will not have to pay you money if you don't actually do it. <laughs> yeah, sure. There is. Yeah. Well, there
0: is no caveat on that. If you don't no. actually do it, they, they don't s- get their money back.
2: Yeah. the. the, uh, the... Oh, wait, really? I thought Kickstarter yeah. had a thing. If it fails to work, it, it just... Oh, right. That Sorry, if it, if it
0: fails to fund, you, yeah, get, right. you don't oh, pay. But yeah. if it fails, your think, money has been invested in something that didn't work. It's it's risky. It happens. Yeah, so again, yeah. Now, I don't think there's very many of those.
3: Yeah. Uh, but I don't so know. That you, just have to, you have to make sure that people understand that you have budgeted out the money, that if you get this amount of money... You'll actually be able to finish the project, like that's actually kind of important as long as they believe that if I give you this money and you make the money and you actually take my money, that I will get something in return for it
4: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, so I don't know that was the the kickstarter. i don't I don't know if I have too much to say about the process. It's stressful that month but it's the f- quickest amount of time that happens
1: why is it stressful
0: um well for me for 15 days especially for the first like seven I was like I don't think this is gonna make it like it plateaued at like I don't know four or five hundred dollars mm-hmm. and I was like this isn't going anywhere
1: Mm -hmm. um and did you find yourself like checking it obsessively
0: uh yeah relative it it wasn't that bad it the click on the page Mm -hmm. you know didn't happen like it happened multiple times a day but it would be like you know morning evening or or something like that morning afternoon Mm -hmm. uh it's good to keep an eye on what's going on so that you can make comments and updates and stuff like that
4: right
0: so you do have to sort of actually be checking in so you Mm -hmm. should be regularly commenting you know if you have anything to add or or Mm -hmm. something you know to talk about your game every time a podcast releases an episode (laughs) you should be sharing it with your your following Mm -hmm.
3: yeah that was a Another big thing was you were really busy that month with like podcasts and Mm -hmm. videos and trying to do like all the extra social media to keep up with it like yeah that probably took a lot of extra time didn't it?
0: it it really did and it took a lot of i don't know it's to to say like i think because uh except for an interview podcast i was the stuff that was released didn't involve me, but it took a lot of headspace for that time frame. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, how do I talk about this? You know, how do I talk about this in a different way? So I'm not beating people over the heads with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, but that condensed time. And I, I can't say, uh, I don't have like a good, you need to do a lot for a Kickstarter and look into it because you need to, uh, you need to sort of figure out how many people are going to back you before you even start your Kickstarter. And, and that's how you sort of determine if you should be doing a Kickstarter. Right. And and that's a bunch of work that you're, that people need to put in. Hmm. Uh, Otherwise they'll just, they'll fail. Uh, and
3: potential costs for running the Kickstarter itself, since it can cost some money. So.
0: What are they? Yeah, I would say like, um, you know, advertising is hit and miss, but uh, actual costs, you know, I would say would be some art, like mandatory costs would be one or two pieces of art uh, to, to put in your Kickstarter page. Put some effort into a video some people say video is not needed some people want to see a video so if
2: we're on the side of people who want to see a video
0: exactly because the people <laughs> who see it and don't decide to watch it it doesn't affect their backing but the people who want to see it and it's not there right. it might affect them so put some effort into it either do it yourself or pay someone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and yeah so they're there are some expenses. Those would be the mandatory ones. Pretty much mandatory. Yeah, it, uh, but yeah, then even then once it did fund, there was a few things that happened. Um, I think, okay, yeah, I'm just going back to because I made notes here. So the first day, there was a podcast, there was some advertising. And uh, I had, it hit 22 back, or no, sorry, 220 bucks. The second day was pretty marginal. Um, but then the third day when I had the the stream, um, I had like 30 backers that day. And mm. it hit 300, $350 that day. Uh, so it hit like just over 600 bucks. but it stayed in the 600 range for the next five days or so and that's where i was like oh man this
1: isn't okay. gonna work
4: <laughs> so it sounds like you need to have a
1: plan for like the what until it funds when you can expect it to fund like you need to have like some kind of media push in those first couple days to to really get you over the top and then yeah, because it seems like it seems like once a project is funded, then it's much easier for people to jump on and be like, "Oh, I'm definitely going to get something," and this isn't going. to, You know, people have vetted it already. You know, there's that that whole thing where like there's a social vetting that goes on where, you know, you see yep. a backed, a fully funded back campaign, you go, "Oh,
3: there's I the snowballing effect." There also risk. seems to be yeah. that once you get more people and they're willing to spend money on it, they're more likely to tell friends about mm-hmm. what they're backing as well, which probably expands it further
0: yeah right yeah there's um you're best off if you can get it funded in the first 48 hours and that's why i say like figure out how many people are gonna back you no matter what get them to back you right away and make that amount the funding amount um so that's sort of what would be optimal Uh, for me it didn't kick in till so the stream happened and then the stream got released on YouTube about a week after that. And then I got two more big days and it didn't fund at that time, but it was sort of like there was like three or four days that just sort of rolled in that put me over the top. And it was it was uh, very satisfying at that point. So um, how and I got you... another 13. What's that? Sorry, I, I, you can finish your point, and then I'll ask a question. I was just saying, like it all it it almost doubled after the next over the next fifteen days for various reasons that essentially were you know there were some ads that went out. Uh, there's always some backers that come when they get their forty-eight hour notice. Um, yeah, the last three mm-hmm. days funded seven hundred dollars. So it was, like, wow. a pretty big amount in the last three days. That's
5: awesome. Um, I was going to ask, how how confident were you that you were going to actually get the number of backers that you did get? Because I, from what we were saying earlier, you have about 100 people that follow you on Twitter. I don't think you have another community, like a, a Discord or anything like that, for promoting your game. So how sure were you? Because I know you were even saying that, like, it was a little tentative at first. That you're like, is this even gonna fund? Um, but like, where where did you get the the estimate that you would probably be good to get about a hundred to two hundred people funding your game?
0: Yeah, well, I was looking for about one hundred and fifty backers to fund, and it funded with one hundred forty backers. Um, but uh, the so I I had fifteen other writers who are very uh variably known in the rpg space and so i thought well let's i'm counting on like each person to bring me 10 and it wasn't literal but that was sort of on average what what uh what i was hoping for and I'd uh, to
3: pretend i brought you one <laughs> <laughs>
0: sure i, I mean it, it really like i i didn't ask anyone you have to make sure you get this. I did ask everyone for their help though. And, uh, with that and with the, the plans to stream and the podcasts, like talking to the Kickstarter consultant, like he was like, yeah, I, he's like, I couldn't, I wouldn't believe it. Not funding is basically what he said. And, um, but I think at the one-week mark where it sort of plateaued, we were both a little... Concerned. i sure. Well,
3: uh,
0: because yes. of the typical... Sure. The typical Kickstarter, it sees the biggest day is usually the first and the last day and or the last day. Um, so if you start plateauing in your funding, it it it's sort of a bad thing like you can sort of expect it to just keep plateauing
4: Mm -hmm.
3: yeah so in that case you said you had three to four days in a row that basically pushed you over the top so what triggered that at that point because that's not normally how kickstarters work as you said
0: yeah so i think because it was a small kickstarter that bucks the trends a little bit like it's small dollars small backer count um but the two things i did a interview podcast and i did that's when the the stream was released on youtube and so the stream only went out to like adam Koble's uh um followers on on twitch to start and then after that it went out to his followers at large on on uh youtube Um, and then twitter and something also so
3: that definitely sounds like it was a large part of it though
0: yeah yeah but and so the spacing of that like i did want it spaced out so that those things didn't happen on top of each other and it it seemed to work my dog is whining at me right now i don't know if you guys can hear that
3: (laughs) do you think it would have worked any better if they actually were all overlapped on top of each other so that there was, like, just this media storm almost of, like, everybody was suddenly talking about your game on the same day.
2: That would work That be- I feel like, I um, don't know exactly because I don't know the RPG market, but I feel like that type of thing works better on large-scale projects, but on a smaller scale, you want a steady drip of different sources rather than all at once because it... Basically, reminding people that they might want to do it from multiple angles in mm. different times is actually useful if you're going for a relatively small number. Mm.
0: And for people who don't know you. Yes. Like, if, you, okay. if in one day a bunch of people could hear about it, but a lot of people could miss it. They could literally just miss it because they weren't really paying attention for a day.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: So, yeah, like what Cavour said pretty much is the reasons for how i tried to do it i, I wanted also,
2: people I'm just sorry don't didn't mean to interrupt you off of it i just had a point i wanted to make before we moved on sorry about that anyway uh the other important thing there is the more days that jonathan could post on his small thing where he doesn't have enough a lot of innate followers the more like the more days he could post a different thing that is a new thing for them to look at the better essentially is another factor yes, that good is point
4: yeah
0: absolutely yeah and and i can't i doubt i thought of all those very specific things but it was roughly what i was thinking is that like i need people to keep hearing about this it needs to be like yeah you know maybe i will check that out or mm-hmm. in you know with things like twitter if you see something and then you don't click through you you sort of lose it right like that's not there again so you need to sort of throw it back in front of people
1: yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, getting getting a steady stream of different sources where mm-hmm. people go like, oh yeah, I <clears throat> I remember hearing about because like yeah, the first time I hear about a game, I usually do not click on it. Mm-hmm. But if I but if I hear if I if it something comes at me from multiple angles, I see it on Twitter if I and then I see it on Facebook and I see it on Instagram, and if I see it on Reddit, and I'm like, oh okay, so there's some graphics and then some people are excited about it, and then I'll check it out. Um, but most games, you know. Uh, or or, if the other thing that will get definitely get me to check a game out is if um another designer I respect says that's good or is interesting, then I will generally click through immediately. But that's the only like it has to be it, it has to be a designer that I actually has credit in like if Meg Baker represents like uh, recommends a game on Kickstarter, i'm I'm clicking through because she has a high bar for quality. And so, Mm -hmm. like, I can trust her to only post stuff that Mm. she's genuinely interested in, and stuff that genuinely interests her is going to be probably pretty interesting to me. Like, there's going to be some new, new, something interesting about it that I, I don't know. I feel like she has a sensibility that she's looking for games that push the industry forward in terms of like narrative potential, and so when she puts a game on twitter um and says like this is interesting go check it out i'm almost always i click through because like i she she to me she has a reputation for not just flogging games or being paid to throw links at me you know Um, right like i I can trust her word that that it's going to be worth it for me to click through
3: there's actually something else that you had mentioned a little bit earlier and that is isn't just specific key individuals that you trust their judgment, but you'd mentioned that usually you need several different sources to tell you about something.
1: If it's not a key individual, yeah.
3: Yeah. I, I know when I was doing like some of my research that the whole word of mouth thing apparently has a very specific marker of like 10,000 people that are sharing it because that seems to be, like, this critical mass where word of mouth actually becomes self-sustaining. Before that mark, it'll just kind of die off on its own. Like, a few people repost it, but they won't repost it often enough that you'll see it from multiple different sources mm. because you're not looking at each of these different sources. So they're each covering, like, a different... Um, range of audiences. But once you hit about ten thousand people, that seems to be the point that it just seems to take over. And it's like, okay, there's a very good chance at this point that you're gonna see two or three different friends all mention the same thing.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that was uh I don't know, that was a funny like Kickstarter. It um I think that and I sort of mentioned the stress of it getting to the funding. But then after that, I was, you know, it's like, oh, it hit. And, like, how high is it going to go now? And, you know, am I going to be able to do this thing that I really want to do? And so it, it doesn't really go away. You're just you're sort of hopeful for more. And, and uh, you sort of you you do things that you shouldn't do to yourself, but you, you do it anyway. Uh, you have hopes and dreams. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, okay. no it's n- no
3: <laughs> i don't disagree i unfortunately have not had a successful kickstarter but i was in an unsuccessful one when i was working for a company and yeah that was fun with a hundred hour work weeks put into that and it didn't it didn't fund <laughs> yeah that's that's you definitely do do stuff that you really shouldn't do.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, I mean, the thing is, though, too, is like once it funds and you can start doing this, you know, you have are going to get some money is like you have to line up all the things. Now you have to do the thing. And so you have to, uh, you know, tell the artists that you commissioned that hey, it's time to start working and um, you have to decide what you're going to do. You have to decide, yeah, I don't know. You just, all those things that were sort of uh, theoretical become actual and you have to <laughs> go through that process.
3: That nebula is sort of, oh, well, there's stuff I need to do in quotation marks. And then it's like, oh, I actually need to define exactly what this stuff is and actually do it.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: So I had... um, Well, the the writing work was complete. Um, So everyone... Writers were... uh, Had submitted before the Kickstarter was even finalized. And uh, the editor and artists uh, had contracts signed before the Kickstarter started. So I, I, and I think that for the most part, uh, you should tackle a Kickstarter like that. Whatever work you expect to have to do, you should already be ready to do that work. Um, I failed to meet my deadlines but um i and that was with having those things sort of lined up uh i mean there was various reasons which um if if it was really worth talking about i did but um i think just having being ready to to do the job is is pretty important
3: one question there um Did you set your goals at the cost that you thought it would take to like actually reach them or did you set it a little higher so you'd get more out of it? Like if it was like, oh, I need to get this much additional artwork, it'll cost me like a thousand dollars more to get this. Do you set like the next goal at exactly a thousand or did you give yourself more wiggle room or did you give yourself like two thousand for the next goal so you could at least get some profit off of it or like, how did you do that?
0: So, uh, initially my goal was $1,500 and no new art. Everyone gets paid. Uh, well, everyone had got paid, but like I cover my expenses. Um, I threw that out the window when I threw a substantial amount of advertising into it. Um, well, substantial for relative to the overall, uh, but basically fifteen hundred dollars, everyone gets paid, and I break even. That was the initial, and then the extra thousand was supposed to pay for five hundred dollars more art, and five hundred was supposed to be spread out through royalties. Uh, this was my in my mind how I was planning trying to to sort it out. And then if I got another thousand on top of that, again I'd put five hundred more to art. And uh and then I my dog is really uh
4: I'm sorry <laughs>
0: distracting me. Uh
4: sorry. So
1: on games, right?
0: Yeah, you know. yeah, there's full of them. So <laughs> I I wanted to have uh basically a thousand dollars for art, new art, and A thousand dollars would just go to everyone. Um, But because of how I didn't hit that second stretch goal and I spent that money on a bunch of money on advertising, essentially what I did is I still put that thousand dollars, it was actually about twelve or thirteen hundred dollars into art, and the rest I just covered whatever it could for advertising. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't, in front of me, I don't have the exact numbers but I definitely went over, over budget. Uh, but it, it was planned out pretty initially, at least. Uh, I, I did want to have some money in my pocket. And then after that, though, I was just uh, not satisfied with putting in uh, a lower amount of art. And even with the what I put in, I I wish I could have done a little more, a little more detail in some of the later, uh, like later in the book artwork, uh, fuller scenes.
1: Did you consider ever going with like stock art or something like that instead of instead of commissioning an original?
0: Not once. If if I if it was the fifteen hundred dollars, would have been original cover and then full stock art, um, or public domain art. Mm-hmm. But once I decided to have multiple illustrations in the book, I, I really didn't feel like I wanted to have stock art in there. Like I just was worried that it just wouldn't look very good.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean,
1: I, I mean, the only reason I mentioned is because the like the style of art in the book from the 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 initial escape. That that uh, you did the initial PDF had mm-hmm. was done with a bunch of public domain art, and it looked it looked good. Mm-hmm. And you didn't deviate too much from that style when you um, uh, changed over to uh, cut to the chase. And so, I guess, I guess my question was: Did you feel like you couldn't keep? Because to me, the, the appropriate place for that, uh, like public domain art, would be some of those scenarios where where it was um you know you could map it more easily and take up some some pace you know some uh space on the page with with some of those but not, without having to commission original art for um the each of the different writers you know
0: mm-hmm. yeah I um, there were some comments and they weren't bad comments uh some and from you guys and largely but a few other people also was uh like uh this doesn't elicit you know much of a feeling of a chase to me or uh, i don't find this particular art very uh exciting or or catching and and that's what happens sometimes with uh although that said i I had some comments about like people thinking like that it was pretty cool uh like the concept overall but it it uh i guess i just i just wanted i felt if i could in the long run uh i wanted the art tied to the game and the scenarios
4: which even
0: now i'm uh i'm not disappointed in any of the art specifically, but I in some cases I just wish I could have done a little more. I wish I could have uh, got the artist to put a little more into it mm. time wise. Mm-hmm. but it, it's a it's a tough um, it, it it's it was tough for me to make that decision and I think it would be tough for anyone uh, to to sort of decide whether or not they were going to to do that
1: in terms of like you 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 talk to the artist, you get the piece back and then you say hey do some more on this is that what you, you're talking about
0: no like okay so so if you look through the the game i don't know mm-hmm. most of you have a copy all of you have a copy i'm not mm-hmm. sure
1: yeah i backed yeah. it um
0: and so if you look through the first the game text they're all like they're largely scenes Mm -hmm. so it it'll involve a little one character so it'll be like it might be a couple characters it might be like some sort of action taking place um and i think they look amazing and then throughout the book like throughout the scenarios instead of a scene it's like an image it's like uh either uh a resource or a character um like uh for there's one for the wrestling one and it's like a a belt a championship belt and uh there's another or like for cats game it's a like a, a blaster it's like a handgun mm-hmm. and it it sort of encompasses that uh, sci-fi like pulpy feel but it's really it's not telling any story mm-hmm. The, the blaster handgun. And um, that's largely what uh, the rest of the art is in the book. So it might catch um, someone's attention, but it, it doesn't try to tell a, any sort of story. Mm-hmm. And so if I could have, I, I would have had them be whole scenes, which probably would have been on those images would have cost almost double
1: right okay that makes sense yeah
0: yeah
3: yeah not surprising it'd be a lot more work but you'd be able to get a bit more of a feel of it out of each picture
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and also i i i the art was largely left to the artist and i don't just mean in like i mean in like everything like when i said hey you know do a scene for this scenario and i didn't say i didn't say like make a a thing doing a thing it was just like take what you read here and put it on paper and so i I feel like i i asked for a lot or a lot more more work from the artist than just saying being very specific about what i wanted to see
3: no yeah it depends on the artist i found like some of them get really annoyed if you don't tell them what you want and they're like yeah just do anything you want and it's like oh this isn't what I actually wanted they really don't like that others they want as much artistic freedom to do whatever they feel like as possible Mm -hmm. it's it's really dependent on the individual artist
0: yeah she took feedback like it wasn't like that did the send me the work and be like is this good or do you need do you need something else and and then, uh, we would go from there, uh, and yeah, and I think that I, well, I think I know like that largely took longer than I expected and I maybe for her too, um, because I think that sort of at least from what I remember talking about, like she wasn't able to keep her schedule quite either. So it was just a combination of the back and forth between us that accounted for a big part of the delays overall. Uh, not all of it, a lot of it was to, like, getting the printing right and stuff like that. That was, towards the end, that was a big amount of delay.
1: Hmm. Why was that? Why, what was, what What, what happened in the printing? It's a Pardon? Simple, what happened in the printing? It's a fairly simple book. So, um, what the hell? I'm
4: oh, sorry.
1: Uh. What, what, what? Hello? Did you catch that?
4: he seems to
3: be quiet
0: sorry i my mic was on mute that
3: would do it
0: okay um well there was uh some i just was sort of like learning the specifics of printing like uh what happened specifically um the first book that I—this is not the first book that I had printed, but I remember the first book that I had printed. I included the cover page in the whole body of the work, mm-hmm. um, and they didn't print it. Like, so when you submit to Drive Through RPG, you submit a cover page and then you submit the interior. Oh, and then, but when I did the first time I did it. I submitted the cover page, at, and then I submitted the interior with a cover page, and they only printed it once. And so that was one thing that I had to correct. I made some mistakes in some of the. I made some mistakes in some of the captions uh, that weren't the captions. Didn't go through my editor and uh uh, so that was another one and uh and then I screwed up one of the writers' names, and so like this is three, so this is like it took like four and a half weeks to get that done. Those three issues. Wow. uh and when you submit to drive through RPG, you can't uh. You can't release it until you receive that copy, like a hard copy in your hands. Mm. So you submit it, they approve it. You order a copy, which you have to pay for, and then you have to approve it and and go. Okay. I got a deal with my dog, so I think we should take a break here. Okay. Yeah, sure. (laughs) get all the way back.
2: (laughs) Okay. I'll get a step up when, when it's myself.
1: <watering noises> do the do.
3: Actually, it's Sensei's AFK. I'm going to see if I can maybe get some food because okay. I have not eaten today.
1: Oh, yes, you should I eat need to... at least once a day. Probably not yeah, like
3: I... That. I keep meaning to. It's just I've been busy since I woke up. So, yeah.
1: Good. Good.
3: I'll be back. Just me in the podcast.
1: That's me in the Mike, like, losing my followers. (laughs) Do-do-do.
3: Do-do-do-do.
1: Well, now. Come to the time of the podcast where it's just me talking. So, um, probably go take a bathroom break at this point, Uh, get some food, that'd be a good thing to do. Probably pee and drink some water, that's generally good, you know, hydrate, Uh, get some exercise, some yoga, it's good for you, you know, especially if you sit all day, stretch, Especially, uh, hip flexors are gonna be very stiff. Back, a lot of stuffs uh gets weak from sitting. So, good idea if you stand up and move around a little bit. Go for a walk. Um, you know, take an easy yoga class. There are some. I didn't. Uh, I didn't get into yoga until earlier this year, really, because uh, I had taken a bunch of classes before and none of them really worked for me and they're all uh I always felt like I was sort of a little just i couldn't keep up with the class and i was trying doing the stretches and it, didn't, it never worked out and so uh i don't know but i kept going to different ones maybe once or twice a year but I uh, you know i found a guy that was good and uh they went slow it was a, it was a different kind of class like a um wasn't a vinyasa flow class, but it was uh, like a slow or a beginner's class. And uh, yeah, I found the rhythm in there. So it was good. Definitely more flexible now after about... How long has it been since March? So like seven solid months, I would say. Seven months of uh, doing yoga at least once a week. With an instructor? Yeah. It's been very worth it. Um, definitely my, my posture's better. Back doesn't hurt after uh, sitting all day. That's good. Um, and now I've found that I do stretches in and, and, um, certain positions uh, just naturally. Like if I'm achy somewhere or uh, like I was on the train coming back from Seattle and I just found myself, like, standing in between two of the trains, like, just dropping into a pose, because, like, I I could feel, like, the tension in my back had built up to a certain point from sitting for three hours in one of those seats, and so I just, uh, just, uh, yeah, did some, did some poses in between the train cars, and, uh, felt good. It's good to get your mind off stuff, too. Sometimes, sometimes it's good to meditate physically. Um. However, however you like to do it, you know, some people lift weights or do martial arts or do yoga or dance. It's another it's a good one to do. Um, but I think uh, I think humans like die without that sort of losing themselves in somatic movement. I think it's uh, pretty important. I I, I shoot that for a lot of my life, and I um, I regret doing that. That was a bad move. So, yeah, if you're uh, if you're sitting down and you're you know like me and most game designers don't get enough uh, physical motion in your day. Take uh, take the cue from my voice to stop listening to the podcast <laughs> and, and go, uh, go 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 get to know your body a little bit better. We could all do stand to do that.
2: Oh, are we recording this?
1: Yeah, I'm just I'm just blabbing
2: okay. about, uh,
1: about me doing yoga and and uh, you know. 'Cause sitting all day is not good for you. And um, I mean, you it wasn't good for me. I'm sure some people are perfectly happy sitting all day and they're they're in no uh they're in no distress, but I was not, and so uh uh but it took me a while to find a yoga class that was that fit, you know, that was slow enough and beginner level enough for me to Get my foot in the door because I'm not flex my I'm, I'm flexible in certain ways, but really inflexible in others. And it would like certain poses don't don't work for me. And so it wasn't until like I encountered a teacher that could suggest alternatives or different methods of getting into a pose, um, where I could ease into it a little bit better and not strain myself or, or risk uh, injury. That um, I was able to uh, do it like more than two or three times in a row you know I, I could keep up practice for um several well now seven or eight months almost um so it's been good yeah i, I feel better just overall so i would recommend it to people if, if they're if they're um sore in the morning or uh or if they're depressed it's a good one Physical movement definitely helps with depression.
5: Um, Absolutely true.
1: Yeah.
2: Hi Mark, Even I guess like, you're back.
5: <laughs> yeah, sorry. I, I don't know if I
1: it was obvious that I left or not, but
2: it's fine. Uh,
1: I'm just I'm just still recording and uh I'll be damned if this is getting edited out.
2: Oh okay. really? Okay.
5: <laughs> did did Jonathan have to take care of his dog?
1: Yeah. Done, uh, I see. having having an issue with uh Jonathan's face.
5: Uh that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone has issues with Jonathan's face at a certain point, so, mm-hmm. you know.
1: <laughs> it's a weird one, you know. You got to take it in and kind of get settled with it and then you know, you <laughs> the corner your eye and you're like huh. but no. No, sometimes we're on a like, podcast and it's uh it's... Yeah. yeah. They do no.
4: not get the mic. Yeah. <laughs>
5: But yeah, how much I don't know how much I missed. I, I basically had to meet myself. I had some guests over and they were just taking off, so I, I oh, thought I'd sneak off and say goodbye. But I think I uh, was gone longer than I expected.
2: It's uh, fine yeah, uh, for th- yeah. what I caught of it, which is what I feel like I came in the middle. He has been discussing yoga for the past 10 minutes or so 15, 20. Yeah, with myself, sorry, back. Oh, no, it's Bye. fine. Back. I don't think Jonathan's back yet, so you know. Is
5: is there like much more that we wanted to go through, or should we make this like a shorter episode?
1: I kind of wanted to ask him about the fulfillment stage. Cool. Because...
2: Okay. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I, I actually also have like two things I want to ask about, but those require yeah, Jonathan them to be back, so you know.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. that's
1: So, good. so when the okay. dog is finished uh, critiquing his facial structure. <laughs> Jonathan back on the episode mm-hmm. until then it's just uh, regular crew really
4: and cake
1: and cake oh cat got cake that's not the oh, nice. only meal of the day cat <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah but it was already made I made the cake like two days ago so I had cake pre-made I wanted to have spaghetti but it's like that's going to take like 15 plus minutes
1: okay are you, okay i mean you know, you you. You. <clears throat> <clears throat> but it probably shouldn't be the only thing you eat today
4: mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> i know i'll have a real meal at some point
1: <laughs> yes mom <gasps> <clears throat>
2: I just like
1: hearing
2: people talk about what they eat on the internet, because... You
3: can't tell me what to do, you're not my real dad!
2: (laughs) That's fair. No, I'm your
1: necro-dad. Necro-dad
2: comes in. It just makes me want to try to cook for them over the internet, and which doesn't... Really? Really? Yeah. (laughs) You're just like, you you poor thing, you can't take care of yourself. It's (laughs) It's not that hard, I can... We could make you, no, oh, no, wait, I literally no, can't it's... send something seven hours away. No, never mind. I yeah, it's man. just, a...
3: it's like I can totally cook for myself. I mean, I bake the cake, but <laughs> yeah, no, like I... I, I
2: perfectly believe that's reasonable and that's something you can do, but...
3: Yeah, it's just, I do not, I did not feel that it would be a good idea to be away for, like, you know, 20, 30 minutes.
2: Yeah, that, so that's fine. That seemed like it that's would just... be bad. <laughs> I have this, like, immediate reaction before my brain kicks in and remembers things where I want to (laughs) do the thing like prepare meal (laughs) when I hear Mm -hmm. about things that are not up to my standards.
3: Yeah, I know. It'd be nice to be able to make people food, and it's like... It's frustrating when it's like, oh, yeah, I made these awesome cinnamon rolls, and it's like, can I have one? And it's like yes i'd love to share one with you but i can't um i can send the recipe <laughs> that counts right
2: <laughs> not even slightly no, <laughs> <laughs> no, like, no. Mm. no nobody government. goes and
3: bakes cookies
2: themselves i don't do a whole lot of baking well, i guess i'll be doing some next month maybe who knows there are other people yeah, i don't do
1: bake do no i don't i don't bake that much i i but i do most of the cooking
2: in the house so it balances out. <laughs> this is a very strange trail <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this is going to be the this like separate
5: episode of just like huh everyone on the podcast's cooking habits
2: <laughs>
1: yeah this is this is baked in <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Yeah, uh, no. There's a there's a half hour of talking about yoga, and then you talk dad about jokes. food.
1: Necro dads,
2: <laughs> it's coming.
3: So a half, half hour, hour talking about yoga, and then half an hour talking about yogurt. Hmm. <laughs> I like yogurt.
1: I don't
2: think I, I. I know some people could do yogurt as a topic on its own for half an hour. Well, yeah,
1: there's making yogurt. I, uh, milky. I like yogurt. strawberry. There you go.
2: Yeah, See, because <laughs> there's like the Greek
5: yogurt, and then you can get the unflavored ones, like just the Balkan style, mm-hmm. which is what I usually get because I feel that, yeah. and then it, I just don't like it. So I'm like, <laughs> I have to struggle between: am I going to eat healthy foods that I feel good about eating, but I actually dislike the taste of, and just fill it with honey and sugar anyway, or oh. am I going to get just like the flavored one that like is full of ingredients that I can't pronounce? Um, right, you got to reset
1: struggle. your gut biome, dude. Yeah. You do. That's, it's just it's a two week process, but it's possible. It's all this and like it, sugar. It's just yeah, the it craving like that taste yeah, too. yeah. yeah it, it, it like everything tastes sweeter afterwards. It's quite remarkable, but yeah, it's uh, if you can do it for two weeks, that it, it though that cycle of bacteria in your gut, I guess, die off. I don't know with yeah. the process, but they stop sending the signals to your brain that mm-hmm. are prompting you to um, go after that. That sweet taste and the the habit just goes away or at least it diminishes by quite a bit or at least it did in me
5: i should try that because i find that like i i'm good for a while and then all it takes is like one hangout with friends where we have snacks and chips and then it's
1: all downhill where it's like oh this is so
5: delicious and i can't stop (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) yeah that's the thing because like from for me now i'll i'll go to one of those things and i'll have like, a cookie, and I'll be like, "Ah, that's really sweet, and it's, like, too much. You know, have you ever had something that's, like, just got too much sugar in it? Oh, yeah. And But, like, you know, regular stuff, not regular stuff, but, like, regular sweets start tasting like that. Mm. Because it does have too much sugar in it, but we're just used to it. Mm
3: I don't know. Like, I don't use, like, stupid amounts of sugar. I'm careful with it anyway to begin with, but...
1: You just ate cake for dinner. (laughs)
3: Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't really high amounts of sugar in the cake.
1: But there's some.
3: Oh yeah, there's... It would be a really shitty cake if it didn't have some sugar in it.
1: Not true. <laughs> That's my point, essentially.
3: I mean, if you're using artificial sweetener. Ugh.
1: no, No. I mean, I don't know what alternatives you have there, but there's there's ways to make... Cake without 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 sugar.
3: Yeah, but you're still using flour. It's basically the same thing to me.
1: Yes. Yeah. For flour is generally carbs, and that's yeah. Yeah. I'm
3: I'm viewing it as anything that's carbohydrates is basically turned into sugar, other than dietary fiber. Mm -hmm. So
1: yeah, that that is essentially true. Yeah, low carb is generally how you get that thing off Your back,
3: yeah. I have to be a little careful with that because of like being pre diabetic, so it's
1: like, mm-hmm. Oh, then you should really yeah. start doing low carb or intermittent fasting. Well, no, that
3: actually, that's not a good idea because basically, the way my body's set up at the moment, it says, Oh, you had a little bit of sugar, let's burn all of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it goes through like really notable sugar spikes if you're not careful. I actually mm-hmm. have to. If I went low sugar, I'd actually be like brain dead by now. Oh,
2: sorry about well, that. Hey, okay.
4: okay. please
3: anyway.
2: save us from this topic of conversation. Bourgeois, <laughs> <laughs> <Pork of laughs> we've just been talking about this Our least favorite topic. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 this is this is way better than the discussion we were having before the episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just don't think it's relevant to the episode, open.
1: unfortunately.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So no. Fulfillment. Well, I picked a drive-through RPG um, because it meant that I didn't, except for a few, I didn't have to have anything in my hands, um, which was supposed to save me on work, which I I, I really believe that it did. Um, but also, releasing it like I did. Uh, is quite anticlimactic now because I don't send out I didn't send out a bunch of hard copies there was um, really probably a limited amount of people who were going to end up large group of people who are all getting these hard copies at the same time um, which, to some degree, can be a bit of a special event, but I believe that it's more of a special event for like, uh, you know, games like big games like Blades in the Dark, where people are like, "Hey, I got it in the mail!" or or right, other games like that, <laughs> where no one's bragging about getting this game on on uh, Instagram
3: <laughs> or like but, one of our larger, games yeah. So
0: buying- I just wanted to make. The least amount of work possible for me mm-hmm. what was that cat i
3: was just saying like or one of the bigger games where it's like oh hey the ancient 800 page tome came in the mail and broke the mailbox
4: yeah yeah
3: <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's probably some niceness to that but i mean i feel like a physical copy of it a game like something that you made in being able to say this is mine that probably mm-hmm. has like some psychological benefit to you
0: for me yeah i mean this whole game like um when i decided to publish it, it was like largely made for print which no one really does anymore not in a specific way i mean people if you're trying to sell it it's like how can i make this the best pdf i can so that i can actually make money off of it um although i think the five by eight works well for pdf actually just like six by nine because it's works easy on a tablet
1: yeah yeah i noticed that immediately it was like i when i was looking at the form i was like this is very easy to read just yeah yeah yeah
0: it was kind of fun because um i didn't put a lot but i like i linked it up and so the chapters are linked to the the each section or whatever and so Mm
4: -hmm. yeah
0: it was just little things like just learning how to you know create a pdf and i think i did a pretty good job even on the pdf Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, yeah i think so too it's it's it looks like exactly what like i don't there's nothing i can pick apart immediately about it it's just yeah yeah. it's a it's a simple book it's it's a fairly simple premise the rules are well laid out and you know i don't have any like oh you totally should have done this differently
4: yeah
0: yeah and i mean that's nice to hear and you know that like
3: obviously it should have been a pop-up book yeah. With like one of those little tabs that you can actually pull back and Case forth, so like that, that you can see the chase.
4: <laughs> place.
1: Oh, it would be cool to do a pop-up book, and then have like the wheel be like the, the you know the little stages where you're going through the chase. And, uh, and yeah, ooh, that'd be neat. There's a <laughs> guy that does pop-up books like he does like really high-end pop-up book. Re- anyway. Yeah. But yes, cat's correct. Every book better is better as a pop-up. Right. Ashes. Ashes of the Magi pop-up book. I'm going to have flash paper in it that catches fire. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that seems like a poor choice.
1: You've heard it here first, folks.
5: Uh, get ready for the Kickstarter uh, Ashes of the Magi with the uh, stretch goals for, for pop-up books and flash paper and. Yeah, Cut to the <laughs> Chase V two is coming out soon. So,
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. I can think of it's. I I think I would just leave it open to like questions because it it kind of smashes together. Um, there's a lot of fiddly work uh, with making artwork work exactly how you want it and. Getting the pages exactly how you want them. Like something that I wanted to have very specifically was when you opened a scenario, there was um, the setting, and I'm, I'm saying it was very specific, and now I can't even say how. <laughs>
2: listed uh, in the order prey, and then the resources, and then hunter, and then the resources, and then the setting.
0: Yeah. So the thing is, is there was those three things, the hunter versus prey resources um, and setting. And I wanted the hunter and the prey to be facing each other all. As person with the, the
2: yeah. I didn't initially notice it, but looking at the book, obviously it's yeah,
0: yeah. And Good so I had job. to do some thanks. So I had to do some sort of like fiddly work where, um, if for whatever reason they didn't quite fit, and like it was like, I think that it's not perfect. I think some the hunter starts or the prey starts on the same page of the hunter, whatever. There's a bit of overlap, but they are always on the two faces page pages facing. And, uh, and then depending on whether I had a piece of art for that scenario or not, um, every scenario got a piece of art, but some of those art, pieces of art ended up in the, uh, the main text. So the scenario was on its own without art. Uh, some of them have the setting first itself. and
2: some of them don't but that was probably because of what you were trying to do i don't see anyone that has it so that the prey and so that there is the overlap although one of them doesn't have any explanation for the resources because the explanation of the characters is so long
0: yeah they and that was the thing i thought that the filler basically i i gave the outline but when people came back at me with the scenarios i didn't really screw with them too much so the this scenarios although they have the structure or that they had a stated structure they they follow it relatively closely but some of them deviate a bit no, I found a so some people said nah, the the no the um, they just like the structure better um some people wanted minimal description to their resources some people put more description to their resources so um, I imagine each of these scenarios playing out uh slightly differently or having their own flavor just because of how they were written. And so I, I tried to keep that as best as I could. But like I said, I also had to have it how I felt was the most appropriate way. So it was it was interesting. Yeah. Um,
3: there is a fair bit of deviation from, like, the basic concept. Like, once you gave people the option to do whatever they want, they're like, okay, what can we describe as a chase here? Like, I know mm-hmm. for mine, I built it specifically to work in reverse so that the prey was actually the one chasing the hunter.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, Yeah, exactly. The perceived hunter was actually the prey uh, and vice versa, yeah. hmm yeah. Um
3: yeah once you start thinking about it there's a lot you can Yeah do.
0: it it's I think at some point I think that's why it can be difficult to take on layout beforehand and it's not because it's bad i think that seeing the product as you go as a product is beneficial mm. um because i do think that the product affects the feel and potentially even the play of the game
1: i've found that to be the case yeah mm-hmm. that's yeah why I, that's why i do most of the writing in in InDesign, and i do mm-hmm. it but yes. yeah but that's i think recommended, the, recommended but yeah
0: well i think at the end i think you you saddle yourself with the struggles of making it all work after the fact right um and you also definitely if you lay out If you're learning to layout, as we are often doing, uh, as you do your project, you are stuck largely with all the mistakes you made in sort of
3: Unless you're willing to go back and change half the Adding your
0: whole uh, (laughs) game, right? So
4: you may have to make some big corrections.
3: this was a terrible mistake. (laughs) I can (laughs) fix it. I'm (sighs) just going to hate it. Yeah.
1: (laughs) hi again (laughs)
4: yeah
0: so it's it's interesting it was um i redid the whole game like all, all the way i had had it laid out i started from scratch uh well large i largely started from scratch and i did an actual book with chapters which is not how I did it before. I did an InDesign book where before I had done like just an InDesign document with everything in it.
3: Oh, so you actually use like the chapter uh, tool yeah. for it? Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. The book function, which splits every document into a chapter.
3: Yeah, I've tried doing that with the novel I'm working on, and it has given me no end of headaches. And eventually I just kind of went back to doing it all in one document. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Mhm. I can okay. see where it would be. What's that?
1: I no, I've had that same experience where it was you know, one I I would have I would want to move something or or change the order of something and I didn't and I had to go and check what chapter it was in. I couldn't just scroll to it and it was just it, I don't know, it, it it didn't make the workflow easier for me. But maybe I didn't mm. know how to use it either. All that well.
0: Yeah, so I guess, to be clear, the um, scenarios were on their own, but the game text was all lumped together. It was front matter, game text, and scenarios. That makes sense. So my game's small, and each section is small, so they didn't deserve their own sort of chapter or separate document.
4: That sounds so bad out of context. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i am small (laughs) i do not deserve
3: okay i i do have uh another question i would like to ask though is um, you have you gotten like a lot of sales after you put it up on like uh
0: no no short answer is no
3: So Um, it was basically all the Kickstarter, the people who kickstarted it were basically the ones that said, we are interested in this. And afterwards it just kind of petered out.
0: Yeah. And I would like to look at ways to reinvigorate it to some degree. Um, Yeah.
3: Like that was going to be my follow-up questions. Like would you invest in additional um, advertising again?
0: I I don't think advertising will be the way to do it because of how I've structured the royalty. I get actually relatively little. Um mm. you know, I would have to sell for example probably like 20 or 30 copies to do like a to afford like a Facebook ad, right? So one Facebook ad probably isn't going to give me 20 or 30 sales. Yeah. Um
3: You could always try, basically, YouTube videos of you playing it with someone. That might help.
0: So I've, I've, I guess, like, I'm, I'm thinking of things, and I'm just like, it's just time investment, and it's just, I'm just struggling. Um, I want to, I want it to sell some copies. Um, and playing, for example, I could play through, you know, all the scenarios, uh, with people. Um, Mm
4: -hmm.
0: I think that would be interesting and, and could be, could be beneficial or I could play scenarios and then write them and then release like a dozen of them, like, you know, do one a month and write them and then release them as a you know as a thing later on um these are ideas that i've had and i think to some degree the way um drive through rpg is structured like what i really wanted to do is i wanted the, the pdf and the book and have as much hype about it on the exact same day so that it got some sales and then got like some notice within the algorithms of drive RPG and, you know, started climbing whatever list. But so I'm looking at numbers right now. Um, I think there was roughly 230 backers. Um, 140 uh i don't have the right breakdown here but i think about 140 150 uh pdfs were actually picked up out of the everyone got sent a pdf or like access to a pdf but so yeah 50 or 50 to 80 weren't picked up um and 50 print copies were sold um which is actually way more than i thought would be 100 honest like i did not think that 50 print copies would go so not I mean, sold so 50 not backers uh, took their print copies at cost hmm. uh, which is more than i expected um,
3: i mean it's I'd, not a bad thing
0: <laughs> no it's not at all i'm i'm happy that 50 people will have that in their hands and of all of those I think there is six sales um, uh, outside of the Kickstarter. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, wow. So,
4: yeah, that's where
0: we're at.
3: So <laughs> that leads to a question of, um, so drive-through RPG was it really the best choice, do you think, for putting it up? Like, is it too much competition from other games? Is it difficult for people to find your game? through the site itself or
0: yeah i mean i think that i can't count on and i and i will no time soon be able to count on drive through rpg for getting people to game that's what i'll have to do continuously either through social medias or uh like potentially like patreon my web page or stuff like that so
3: yeah, so uh, you'll have to get their attention somewhere else and then direct them.
0: Yeah. So actually. I tried, yes, absolutely. So I tried using, but using cut uh, DriveThruRPG was uh, sort of um, mandatory to make a print copy that I was happy with and have a platform that I could actually sell that print copy. Uh, I could have used Lulu or I, I, there's other ones that I'm not even ri- very familiar, but it doesn't do me much good to, although, you know, I may sell six copies of this on Lulu or some, and maybe I should just try. <laughs>
1: Why not? I mean, what's the downside? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's yeah. some time put into it, but like, you know.
0: Yeah. I already have the PDF files. Yeah. So unless they have a really different system, then.
1: No, they don't. It's pretty simple. I've done it before. Yeah. My, I, I got my uh, grandfather's. I helped my mom uh, get a, some copies of my grandfather's war journal <clears throat> from uh, when he was in the Pacific and African theater. Um, it was, uh, but that we did that through Lulu. It was pretty simple. You know, it's really nice. just an upload, and you get to you get a. You know, it's pretty. The preview's pretty good, and um, the process is relatively simple. So yeah, I would yeah. recommend it
0: yeah so the the behind the scenes on drive to rpg there's a few um publishing features to try to uh, get word out for your game they give you what are called publisher promotion points and they're based on your sales you get 10 a month plus a certain amount or i think one per every ten dollars of sales and so they add up and then you can spend them on on stuff so there's this uh, featured product where in various places, you can have your game pop up as a featured product. And uh, I was like, yeah, I'm going to give this a try. Cause I've never done anything. I've never used these publishers points. And uh, so I use it and I, I spend whatever. There's no real value to these things. They, they give them to you for free, but. Um, I guess within DriveThruRPG, there is value. But anyway, I spent 60 of these mm-hmm. points. That would be, I guess, six months of waiting right. for um, 5,000 homepage impressions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's basically every time someone gets eyes on it, I think. Right. So from those 5,000, <laughs> I got three homepage clicks. <laughs> Ouch. So a click-through wow. of of 0.06 mm-hmm. uh, and then there's this other one category page impressions and uh, so far I have bought 5,000 so far I've got almost 700 and no click-throughs so yeah
3: so what does it actually uh, show there's up also on banners
0: the... that I can put up and I don't know I'm gonna I need to actually do the work to create a banner um I can't How much do banners cost?
3: Small fortune.
0: All these things sort of fluctuate in cost.
3: Have
1: you considered marketing or posting it to um, like Facebook groups? Like, because there are there are games that are like couples games or like gaming couples and stuff like that, and I feel like this is a, a a niche that that this could sort of slot into fairly easily because. It's for an RPG. It's fairly simple, and it's a one shot. And I feel like even just posting the link to Drive Through RPG, like in some places like that, where it's like gamer couples, I think might have some return for you.
0: I need to really. This might sound funny because I'm actually probably a me and people a little bit younger where Facebook was like really big in our lives, but. Mm I don't have like a big handle on using Facebooks, especially within the groups and business and stuff like that. So it's I just, think that's a n- just... not a bad idea.
1: Yeah. Um, it, yeah. It's just a matter of digging into it a little bit. It really, I don't yeah. think it'll take you more than an hour of like looking around, like, you know, just Google how to find Facebook groups and, and then you'll get, you know, some good answers and some shitty ones. And then, but I think, it, I don't think it would be hard. And then just like posting, Hey guys, you know, thanks for bringing me to the group, blah, 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 Here's a game I wrote for two players, you know, RPG one shot for two players. If you just, if you just set it up like that, I think, uh, I think something simple like that would probably just get you some organic click throughs, at least if not some sales.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I'm going to look into that. Yeah. As of right now, like I'm with regards to, Um, game design and or promotion. I haven't really tackled anything. I have a few things on the back burner, but I haven't really tackled anything. So I'm largely just uh, (laughs) waiting. (laughs) And so, yeah, I can definitely spend some time trying to figure out ways to make this better. I
5: talked to a few people recently about Drive through RPG and promoting your game through that, as opposed to stuff like Itch.io, which I, I'm hearing is becoming more and more popular. Yeah. Um. And it mm-hmm. sounds like with drive through, what I heard was they take a large cut, um, and you have to be exclusive with them unless you want to take an even bigger cut, uh, from from them pushing yeah. it on. And then on top of it, you're generally not expected to get a lot of traffic from drive through by itself. Like a lot of it's supposed to be you still doing the legwork of like creating your community and then just sending it to your community to drive through to pick up your product. Um, and a lot more people I've been hearing have been doing it through itch where um, it's the payment structure I think is flexible. So you, um, it's kind of community based. So you choose how much you want to give itch out of a cut of your, your product. Um, and I believe the recommended is 10, or it might be the minimum is 10%. Um, and then beyond that, there's a huge community of people that are trying to support each other. On- so um, I don't know if you had like, any thoughts on trying to find other ways of um, promoting your game, but I had heard that drive through is not one of the better options. Anymore.
1: Yeah. Somebody's No. Me
0: it's it's sort of, I, I, I don't believe that, I don't actually believe that itch, itch has some big benefits. Uh, the 10%, I think, is the recommended, which I would probably put it at if I put it on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's no print. Um, but behind the scenes, too, is like, I don't pay my royalties, to, like, the royalties to the writers don't go through my hands. They go directly from drive through to the writers um yeah. that's not an option on itch and and f- so for cut to the chase with fifteen writers like managing those sales like even if they're small, but like and then you know sending the, that would the writers really those royalties is, is it's a bit of work and um I'm actually considering it regardless, but um uh. It just might not happen or might not happen right away for Cut to the Chase. But definitely for future games, it'll just be in both places. Um, yeah. And I hope that itch, as people continue to, as it continues to grow, I hope that drive through takes its lead and drops its rates. Because, yeah, they take 35%. Non-exclusive is 35% is 30 so it's pretty substantial mm-hmm. makes a big difference when you're
5: starting off too because yeah. I've seen quite a few people that are just saying throw your game up on itch um, even in an unfinished state or in a draft form um, and then you still have a lot of flexibility in how you want to mm-hmm. proceed you can still go to kickstarter you can still go to other companies if you wanted to sell your game there so you, you have a lot more choice um it sounds like it's becoming a, a go-to platform for a lot of people
0: yeah it definitely is i don't think i don't think that drive through like the thing is, is is it doesn't matter if you put it in places right like so you're not going to hurt yourself by throwing something on drive through and itch right so yeah um, and if you're just talking about pdfs you really might as well yeah that's true it's yeah. true um uh, but yeah i agree like itch is yeah it's worth doing i do actually have an account i just don't have anything on there
1: yeah same mm-hmm. yeah i should put some stuff up At least yeah reviews and whatnot That'd yeah
0: good. i don't know i don't know cool. anything <laughs> <laughs>
5: exactly that's where you belong here yeah (laughs) um but yeah i think those are all the questions i
0: had
4: Mm
3: -hmm. yeah yeah i'm kind of out myself
0: (laughs) it's yeah yeah, all all i can say is give yourself more time than you expect and Mm -hmm. then give yourself more time on top of that
2: (laughs) uh what was i gonna say so so oh, you actually mentioned I'd predict like the the time when you when you were gonna get everything out fairly well. Uh, did you? I forgot when you actually posted that. Like when you knew how how close you were to being done. Because I think you said I think you said November from like the very start of the Kickstarter or something like that, or November something like that.
0: Yeah, I actually. So the thing was is that I actually said July, oh. the PDF and and print copies. And so the PDF, so it came out incrementally, but I wanted everything to be out for July. But if I sent a signed copy, I had it for like September, October. So if people are waiting for a signed copy, it was much closer to the timeframe than they were expecting. But anyone else, you know, you know, I never got, I never even got one person who even said, Hey, what's going on? Um, And whenever, whenever I
4: posted about, (laughs) yeah.
2: I'll say in my particular case yeah. that was because I completely forgot about it. Like I was like, and, "Oh, uh, I have the PDF now." That, that's what I really actually wanted, but it's nice yeah. to have the physical book eventually.
0: Yeah, and I think the people who, like, I know there's people who just backed and be like, kind of on a whim." It was easy to back on a whim for ten bucks, and uh, and that's great. Uh, I'm I'm glad I got them, uh, but. Yeah. It, um, it's, I imagine this is the case for a lot of Kickstarters where you just, because the time from purchase and all those endorphins and everything that's going through your heads when you're so excited about backing this thing to the time of delivery are so separated that it's just a lot of that positive emotion is just like, it's not there. It's like, oh yeah, forgot about this little thing.
5: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's true.
0: But but yeah, it um yeah, I don't know. I I think when I was trying to predict those times, I I did talk to the art the editor and uh and then I put more faith into my ability to get it printed uh in one or two tries instead of four or five tries. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, I think that's it for this podcast. Listeners, thank you for joining us. It's been a lot of fun. If you have any questions about the game, feel free to uh, hit me on Twitter, send me an email. Uh, You can find uh, everything of mine at uh, mongreltabletopgames.com.
2: Also, there will be a link in the description because there is every episode Jonathan's in, I think oh perfect remembering well. cool that is true
0: i forget you know that people actually put the work in and do that for us like <laughs> the real podcast that's cool <laughs>
2: you're, you're welcome you that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you
0: mean... rob uh, well yeah rob i mean it's it's been others but rob yeah right now definitely yep. <laughs> um oh also uh feel free to leave a review even if you don't want to give it uh you know, five stars, that's fine. I, I, I want to see what you have to say on, yeah, on RPG. It helps the analytics. I'll do that right now.
3: 27 and a quarter stars. <laughs>
1: 27 and a quarter?
3: Yeah, you got docked three quarters because it's not in color.
1: Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, or not, we're not picky, leave us a review on iTunes or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, and, uh, and Pornhub. Because why not? Got to go where your audience is, right? Good night, everyone.